Hey, this is Jeremy Roenick, and guess what? You guys are listening to The Jim Bob Show. Hey, this is Wayne Larrabee, and you're listening to Roar on WGN. It is the one and only Ron Jaworski. Jim Bob, it's Ron Jaworski. I, I know, I'm in, I'm in awe, I know. But oh, awesome. come on, you guys are awesome, man. Keep up the great work. Hey, this is Brian Urlacher, and you're listening to The Jim Bob Show. That's awesome. Oh, and that's then, it. How about one? This is Brian Urlacher. I'm not a bitch. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's I love that one. Half the coaches in the league. The Mondays were the worst. And that's when you really got tested, when you came off a tough loss. You got into the office on Monday. You found out two more players were hurt. You didn't realize the sky's always fallen in the NFL on Mondays. Hi, this is Sean Payton, former head coach of the New Orleans Saints, current Fox Sports Studio host, and you're listening to The Jim Bob Show. 720 WGN, the Roar Podcasters, The Jim Bob Show here on WGN and excited to have here with us a guy with plenty of Illinois street cred, Naperville Central, Eastern Illinois, the Bears, but best known as the iconic Super Bowl winning coach for the New Orleans Saints, the one and only Sean Payton. Welcome to the show. It's good to be here. I tell you what, it's good to be um, it's good to be home. It's been a while since I've been back. You know, we normally would come in and if we were playing the Bears, you'd be here for one night, play the day and then go home, but uh, it's nice to get back here and spend a little time, you know, kind of in my hometown. So, Coach, you know, now we're over on the other side of of the, the table, so to speak, with your new gig, you know, on Fox and everything. We talked a little bit about it this morning. Tell tell everybody what's it like over here now that you're on the side where we know everything. Yeah, well, look, <laughs> it, you you uh, you want to be good at it still. You know, it's, that's the first thing I think that's no different than – whether you were playing or coaching, whatever it is you're doing, you, you want to learn the craft. And, you know, obviously communication and understanding, you know, in a TV studio setting, the timing of how long you have per segment, or maybe how long you have per conversation, you know, can vary. And so um, I would say this, though, it's such a good group of guys and gals that, you know, people that I haven't worked with, but I've worked alongside a lot because i've been in the nfc my whole career you know my first pro job was with the eagles then the giants then the cowboys and 16 years with the saints and so man i I think we had we've had 46 games with their number one crew and so you see you know at that time their number one crew but then the studio people you see a lot and the one thing that those shows the main show for instance 29 years these guys have been together when you see jimmy johnson and when you see terry bradshaw and howie and kurt menifee strahan the formula is hard but it's pretty simple and it's that they really enjoy each other's company and i think when you watch the show you feel that is bradshaw i know you're a student of the game and so forth but does bradshaw watch any film because i know you still watch film is he is he doing anything to get prepped yeah for it? those guys all they're, they're all very much in tune to today's game, and maybe it's obviously changed since when they started, but absolutely. These guys, you know, when the pregame show's over, we head down the hallway into this green room with eight TV screens, and all the games are on, and we're looking and putting together halftime thoughts. And I never realized they do four different halftime shows. Like, they do a halftime when the Bears come out of it, versus their opponent they do another halftime show from when the falcons or the nfc so i did not know that yeah there'll there'll be four of these halftime segments with a lot of of the same highlights but it'll feature the game that just finished the first half so 
all of these guys are, are students of the game, and they all play different positions. Outside of understanding the process a little bit more, sometimes the coaching media relationship can be contentious. Being part of the other side, have you gained maybe a new perspective where you're like, okay, I get it. You know, where there's, you know, you can understand kind yeah, of what it is they're doing. I think, and, and a little bit of that transformation happened for me the longer I was coaching. You know, your first five seasons, you know, you're pissing on every tree, you, you know, and, and you do want to make sure that you can eliminate distractions for your team. That never changes. But as you create relationships and, and there's a trust that's built up, I think you begin to you begin to worry about the main things a lot more later in your career with experience and maybe don't get so worked up about some of the things that aren't as important. You're right. You learn to not sweat some of the small stuff, I think, the longer you get into the coaching. Yeah. But it still looks like Belichick is sweating a lot, okay? I'm just telling yeah, you. No, I mean, listen, I, this, what's new this year is they're interviewing coaches between quarters. I've never seen that before. Yeah. I thought, you yeah. know. It, what would you What would you have done if somebody just walked up to you while you're going to the, you you go, you What the hell me? are you doing, I, man? Get the hell out of here. Yeah, it, look. So uh, each year there's more and more access. The fans love it. You know, the fans want access. They want the locker room access. They want to see the practice access. You know, beyond hard knocks, there's other shows. And I get it. And uh, fortunately for football... The NFL is sold and, and is is exploded really in the last ten years. You know we're here at, at the Butterfield uh, Country Club and uh, we're here for the Chris Chilios his uh, foundation and and charity and so forth. But you, I might hear a lot of laughter in the background. But you know, speaking of being relaxed, your lifestyle today versus when you were coaching, are you more relaxed? But what do I, don't I look like? You, you look like you're he, on he vacation, happy, right? <laughs> Yeah, there's more smiles I've seen off of him in the last 15 minutes than a whole season. Yeah, hey, Coach, when it comes to smiles, you know, there's a lot of people who come through this game, whether it's the playing or the coaching. Very few get to the point where you were. You think about here in Chicago, those 85 Bears are still revered. Everybody that was part of that team. In New Orleans, you redefined that team, the success, the pride with it and gave them their Super Bowl victory. So talk a little bit about that, coming through this sport, but with not only a championship, but really an identity, a new identity for New Orleans yeah. fans. Look, I grew up here and, and, you know, lived the 85 Bears and the Super Bowl shuffle and everything that came with a championship, and it's amazing what that can do for a city. And so I've been lucky to be part of the group that was able to create a culture in New Orleans, that was much different than what they were used to, and and uh, you know it's people driven, and it's 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 surrounding yourself and working with like minded, and that meant who we drafted, that meant our front office, that meant our coaching staff, finding people that wanted to win more than any anything else, and our ownership was fantastic there. Uh, the GM Mickey Loomis and I are close friends to this day, and. 16 years is a long time, you know, and yes. and I'm proud of how many games we won there in that time. The amount of playoffs, appearances, and you mentioned the Super Bowl, but that, that first 06 season was an important one. We ended up losing here to the Bears yeah. in the NFC Championship game. Erlacher and those guys, Lovey Smith, that was the 06 team. But 
you, there's so many memories that go into the the process, and that's the thing you miss. Really, it's the journey. It's not you, the end result. You know, is that I like to tell people about my youth coaching experience and how fun it was. And, and I'm curious though, is that I coached all my kids and, and you know through basketball and football. And somebody goes, "Did you ever have a favorite team?" I go, "Yeah, every team my kid played on." But but the, you yeah. you as a coach, I mean, you coached for a long time. Was there one team? I mean, obviously the Super Bowl sounded, but but was there one team that maybe you didn't win the Super Bowl that you go, man, I love that, yeah. that year and those friends. Our 11 team, our 11 team was something. You know, we won our first round game against Detroit, played San Francisco the last season at Candlestick Park and got into a shootout late in that game. And that was one of our better teams. Shoot the 17-18, the, the year we lost the NFC Championship game to that crazy call against the Rams. That was a really good team and we'd have played New England in the Super Bowl. So there are a few of those games that jump out, but the teams themselves, and, and you, you lose track sometimes of the years and the players, but I've really been, as a head coach, I've been fortunate to have been around a lot of special players. And and ultimately, it was, it was the procurement and identification of what we're looking for, and everyone had really been on the same page. You could say we're on the same page, but, you know, we were looking for smart, tough High makeup guys that that love football and that we didn't have to worry about whether it was Bourbon Street or all the other distractions. You, yeah, you, yeah, we yeah. were wanting we were wanting guys that wanted to win. What I always say is that what makes a great coach great players. You obviously being the position that, that you played and so forth. And I mean your relationship with your quarterbacks and like with Drew and so forth. I mean you guys had to be really tight. Yeah. Well, it, he was like a coach on the field. You know, extension of our staff. And he, he did so many things well. He, he's, an, he's an exceptional athlete and a really good foot athlete and probably the most accurate passer our league's ever seen. Yeah, it, when we watch the game today, you, you hear it all the time, you have to have someone at that position now because the rules have moved to where you're throwing it more. There's more at stake with that player. Make no mistake about it, though. Your ability to play good defense and run the football still wins. You look at what that does that platform a little bit of immortality that you have with the the coaching career and then sort of paint it forward you know your career on the broadcast side here supporting chris with his foundation is there anything that you want to share maybe things like causes or things you've been able to kind of lean into for me i'm really a frustrated like i used to play a little ice hockey and and i love hanging around these ice hockey players yeah because listen they're all the same they all have number one that they have great sense of humor they're They're tough they're tough and they have that grit, those traits that you look for, that we looked for and valued in a football player. Yeah. And so... A lot of rural kids, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a lot of rural kids involved in it. Oh, hockey. my gosh. But their feet and their hands are all gnarly as can be. Like, don't have, like I'm telling you what, there's been more nails and everything. They're just... Uh, there's a toughness about them. And so I can recall... Chris playing here, Chelios and Roneck, and you know I can recall those Hawks teams in the old Chicago Stadium, sitting outside waiting to get a couple tickets when the puck dropped. That was a good time for Chicago sports, and I know they had to get another arena, but that old stadium was something on the West Side. It was, all, it was great. Oh I was my like, god! Many games. We're gonna we're gonna have Coach uh, on our show furthermore a little more discussion yep. so forth but we're getting ready for the charity event here dane is that uh, before we sign off with him and so forth did you have anything else you want to bring on that's it you know we're going to have links up obviously at wgnradio.com we'll have links for all of the stuff encourage people to watch you on all of the network things that you're doing yeah, and fantastic. get out there and enjoy the 
day, Coach. Yeah, it's beautiful, Keep that right? smile on your face. My God, like I said, we never saw it ever when he was. I'm not worried about third down right now. He's <laughs> <laughs> not worried about third and ten, okay? Nope, there's, there's a lot of coaches today. It's Monday, right? Half the coaches in the league. The Mondays were the worst, you know, and that's when you really got tested when you came off a tough loss. You got into the office on Monday. You found out two more players were hurt. You didn't realize you might not have in the game. The sky's always fallen in the NFL on Mondays. Not today. Happy Monday, Sean Payton. Happy Monday.